0: At the time, I thought it was, you know, the most horrible thing. I couldn't believe my mom was doing this to me. But, you know, now I realized that was only my eating disorder thinking that and that was not me. I, it did not ruin my relationship at all. It made my relationship with my mother and my father so much stronger just because they saved my life by doing FBT. And all those days that I cried, you know, I'm sure my mom felt very upset, too, when I would be crying and throwing tantrums and being so upset and yelling I hate you I can't believe you're doing this to me um but she just had to push through and I she is the strongest person I know because of that
1: you are listening to the eating disorders recovery podcast with me Tabitha Farrar I'm so excited for you to hear this podcast. We're gonna talk about family-based therapy with Emma Carmingham, who is 15 years old and has recently been through family-based therapy. We talk about the relationship with her parents. We talk about the tantrums that she had when she was going through it. We talk about the methods that they used and how much she hated them at the time. But just you wait until you listen to how she feels about family-based therapy now that she's recovered. Now, Emma was actually speaking to me from the UK, and I'm here in Boulder, Colorado. So our line wasn't very good. Um, There's a little bit at the beginning that I had to cut out, because we cut off. And this is also why, at the start, you're going to hear me just ask her to talk without me interrupting too much. Uh, The line does improve as we go through it though, so hang on in there and we'll get to the good stuff. Here's the conversation. So how about you just just tell me your, your story? Because um, we're on a bad line, so it's, it's probably better if, if, you, if you just talk and then maybe ask questions or, you know, just, just say what you think is important.
0: Okay. Um, well, my mom had an eating disorder, um, as I think you know, uh, quite a long time ago. And she didn't, you know, deal with that the way that my eating disorder was dealt with. Um, you know, not with FBT or anything like that, and she was quite a bit older than me. And then mm, probably about six years ago, my sister was diagnosed with anorexia as well. And, I mean, she was at boarding school at the time, and it wasn't handled in the best way. I mean, they didn't do FBT for that either. I don't think my parents really knew exactly what, what to do. Um, but, yeah, and... And then, um, in two thousand and twelve in May, I was diagnosed with anorexia after a few months. I mean, um yeah, I definitely started just looking at food and thinking, uh I wonder if I should eat that In the beginning, I usually i I would still eat it. I would just think about it, but not really not really act on it. But then, as it started, you know. As time started to go on, I definitely started acting on it. And it took only about four months. Like, it was only about four months before I was diagnosed because it just went downhill so fast. I lost so much weight, Um, and I was only 11. So, I mean, probably it really, you know, I really started to restrict Um, in January, and then I was diagnosed in May at UNC Chapel Hill when I went back for my um, half-term break. But I wouldn't eat um, breakfast, lunch, and I would eat a little bit of dinner. and I did that every day. I would there would be breakfast on the table every morning, but I would leave the house before my mom told me to eat it because she usually hadn't um gotten up yet, so I would just leave and, uh, you know, the driver would take me to school and I would, you know, come back and just eat a little bit of dinner. But I don't think my mom really knew what was going on. As well, so she obviously when um, your child has an eating disorder, you everyone is in a little bit of a denial in the beginning. I mean, you're never 100% sure if it's an eating disorder or not, even if you've been through it or your other child has been through it. So there's always going to be a little period of time where you have to see what's going on, and I mean, it just got so bad, and I went back in May and. Went to UNC Chapel Hill with my father. I did a bunch of blood tests and I, uh, you know, spoke with um, Stephanie Zerwas and some other people there. I can't really remember too much about it. And um, yeah, I was diagnosed and we started FBT really hard um, then. Yeah. Wow. Um, And so tell me about your experience
1: with family-based therapy, FBT.
0: Well, you know, we started it in the summer, so um I only go back to the US in the summers and some vacations, but I um other than being at boarding school right now, I at that time I was living in Tanzania full time, so from September to uh, July. So for those 2 months I was in the states um, for summer vacation I did treatment with at UNC Chapel Hill and um you know, FBT every time I didn't have separate therapy sessions at all. And, um, it was hard. I I was force, force fed and, um, you know, things were taken away from me. I was really into makeup at the time. And I think definitely like had little obsessions with things. Um, and obviously that is due to my eating disorder. I was very obsessive. Um, and I would get that taken away from me and other, like my phone, my computer. but I thought it was so bad. And I thought that when I went back to my mom in September that, you know, she was going to be less hard on me. Cause I felt like my dad was, you know, just being crazy hard. And I thought my mom was going to be a lot, um, easier, um, on me than he was. And I was so, so wrong. I went back home and it was just, I mean, eat, eat, eat. And you know, that was, that's the best thing that, you know, she could have ever done for me. And, um, I, I mean, I wanted to go to school all the time because school was the only place that I didn't have to eat. I would be sent to school with snacks, but I would um, throw them away, and that happened for the whole year. And, um, but my mom wouldn't send me to school if I didn't eat a big breakfast. I was eating, you know, over 5,000 calories a day, milkshakes every day, um, a lot. I was just force-fed. I cried all the time. Like I cried while eating my food. And obviously, it's really hard. So it paints a picture of FBT, like of a really sad person, you know, but that's just the eating disorder. That's sad. That's, you know, that's little, there are little pieces of yourself coming out, you know, and your real self, not your, not your eating disorder. And um, obviously, I want, I wanted to get better me as a person, but my eating disorder didn't want me to. Yeah, so so the eating disorder
1: is having the tantrums. But so I know that, um, many parents are scared that they'll ru- ruin the relationship that they have with their child because it's yeah. nasty, right? The, it def- it's, you know, yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Cause at the time you were obviously really upset about the fact that you were being force fed and, yeah. and, and then how you feel about that now.
0: I, I'm so, so grateful for it. Just the most grateful that anyone could ever be. I mean, obviously I, at the time, I thought it was, you know, the most horrible thing. I couldn't believe my mom was doing this to me. But, you know, now I realize that was only my eating disorder thinking that, and that was not me. I did. I wanted to eat. I wanted to be happy, and um, my eating disorder took that away from me. So I, I, it did not ruin my relationship at all. It made my relationship with my mother and my father so much stronger just because they saved my life by eating doing FBT and all those days that I cried you know I'm sure my mom felt very upset too when I would be crying and throwing tantrums and being so upset and yelling I hate you I can't believe you're doing this to me um but she just had to push through and I she is the strongest person I know because of that
1: yeah yeah it's I think it takes a lot of resources from parents (laughs) to be able to push through that they have to find something in themselves
0: Exactly. I mean, it's not just hard for for the sufferer. I mean, everyone's suffering when it's seems sort of everyone around you is my you know, your friends, but your parents, most of all, and especially living with my mom that year. My dad was in the States, obviously, when I was with him. Um, It was very rigorous, too. But since I was with my mom constantly and, you know, I had school and everything, that was a really, really difficult task. And I don't know how she did it. And she did it. And I'm so grateful and proud of her. and respect her so much because of it
1: that's fabulous and so but but now you you know like so you went through those really hard years and Mm -hmm. but it was hard and intense and now you're
0: okay yeah and I mean even after I was weight restored which you know FBT focuses on um, weight restoration first which I think is you know the best thing ever um, because your mind is being fed at the same time so I still had therapy but I'm just eating tons because as you eat your mind's getting stronger too so even after I was weight restored, though I still had issues um for about a year and a half I definitely had um you know ED voice and definitely and acted on it sometimes so I was um I went to boarding school last year because um the school where I was living just wasn't equipped for a transition into high school cuz I'm in I'm in 10th grade right now but last year I was going into 9th grade and um I just needed to um, go to a better school and something that would help me. So I um went there and I restricted quite a lot um I think until About June, not June, probably about April last year is when I really started not focusing on the eating disorder. My life started becoming really, really free of it. And now I feel very free um obviously there're times when it comes back but i and if i do act on it like I'm, if i'm like oh i feel like i should skip a meal you know i don't you know that ED voice comes out just takes control for a few minutes i i'll skip a meal or i'll like psst, go 5 minutes past like the time i'm supposed to eat a meal and be like why am i doing this this is so stupid i can't i can't i can't you know yeah you're just be sucked back it. into it you're in control yeah which it. yeah which is the best thing ever you know i know when i'm hungry Um, and I know what I need to eat, and yeah, Um, but uh, yeah, last year, I definitely restricted a lot, there was a, I lost the most weight that I had ever lost in the shortest period of time, so I lost, I think, like, mm, five kilos in a week, because I didn't eat anything, which was, awful. Um and I lied to my parents about it and uh it was just really 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 terrible. My parents didn't know what to do, you know, and I think you know just being at boarding school was a big decision to make. Um I'm very happy that we that we that I went to boarding school and I'm so happy now, but it was definitely I had to find the strength in myself not just my parents because after a while when you are recovered and but you still have ed thoughts you need to start taking control too because it you do have yourself there and there's only a tiny bit of your eating disorder you just need to start overcoming it with your yourself all um you know without the help of your parents necessarily because it it is you there i mean when my parents started helping me there was barely any of me there and it was just my eating disorder control my whole life but um after a while you need to realize yourself, too, that um, this is not who you want to be, you know, when you're stronger than your eating disorder and you, you start only, realizing that
1: you can only yeah. actually get to that recognition when your brain is fed enough to a point. That exactly. You think clearly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: but you know, I think the point is that your parents took some really intense action. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. easy for any of you. But what has happened yeah. is that in the long run, you've got over this in so much a shorter time than many yes. sufferers that go on, and it just lingers and it controls their lives. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And all of their lives. I know it. What do you think the the hardest part of family-based therapy was? at the time that you now think is was the sort of really effective stuff was it just the meal to the everyday meal times
0: um I think definitely just being fed a lot of food constantly was hard at the time um I mean my relationship with my mom it didn't get worse nothing happened to it you know it didn't get worse or anything but we did have fights and um you know, during my first year of treatment, I would kind of, my eating disorder would bring out like a physical kind of fight. Like I had hit her a few times and just like, sc- I would just scream and scream and scream. And I later on, I would feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be myself coming out. But my eating disorder, obviously your eating disorder wants to do whatever it can to make you not eat.
1: Yeah. I think I always, I speak to many um, adults of, of child sufferers and what the thing is that i'm trying to explain to them a lot of the time is those tantrums and they can be physical tantrums exactly the child will do anything they can to not eat but it's not that it's not the child and even as exactly. an suffer, i used to yell and scream at my mom and say the most horrible things that i knew would push all of her buttons and then afterwards i would just feel like absolute shit so exactly it's
0: horrible for everybody involved. It's it's terrible. I mean, eating disorder just consumes family life and especially as a teenager, you know, I wasn't living by myself. I was living with someone who had to feed me and um, just help me constantly. I mean, she had a job too and she had to stop a lot of her work, stop her travel with her job that um, a big portion of it was traveling and she couldn't travel because she had to take care of me. Mm-hmm
1: but the big question is is where do you think you'd be right now if you had they hadn't done family based therapy with you
0: um i'd probably be in uh some treatment center that costs 10,000 dollars a night to stay in probably i mean i got really bad very quickly and if i hadn't done family based treatment if i hadn't gone with the data that's proven to be true um that's just proven to be the best way to go to treat eating disorders, then I would probably be with some therapist doing like CPT or something like that. I don't know. Um, I don't really know that many other treatments because I really just focus, I want to focus on the best one. Um, and honestly, yeah, probably be in a treatment facility just for years. Like a lot of people are, which is so sad to me. And I'm just so grateful that I got to get this treatment with some of the best people that a uh, best eating disorder um therapist i mean i worked with um adriana rodriguez at a prosperity eating disorder center um in washington dc i did skype sessions with her for two and a half years mm-hmm. um and i still see her i just st- saw her recently again and i mean it's just like we were just talking about how i've like graduated and stuff and it's just such a good feeling
1: yeah and how um how what's the situation with so sort of your friends at school um do you talk to them about your eating disorder?
0: Um, no I'm not, ash- I'm not, yeah. I, one of them knows about it, but I'm not ashamed of it. It's kind of hard for just like to bring it up. I, I, like, I would, I want to tell everyone about it just so they know how horrible it is. Um, but it is difficult, like, to just start talking about it because it really is something that people, don't know about and have no idea you know how to respond to but I mean I know that I need to because I'm not I don't feel embarrassed by it and I definitely don't want to hide it yeah because I just yeah the,
1: the problem a lot of the time is is not you necessarily being ashamed of it embarrassed by it it's just other people's perceptions of what that means exactly
0: exactly um, I mean judging. an eating disorder in, in society is um, perception is just so you know, it's just wrong. So, um, you know, people like so many people don't consider it as a serious mental illness and has the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. I mean, it's that's the whole thing with all mental illnesses. They have so much stigma surrounding them. um, And people have no idea what they're talking about.
1: I mean, I know that your mom is huge in eating disorder advocacy. Um, Right. So I know that she understands the disease like properly. Um, mm-hmm. and that it is exactly. a disease and yeah. it's a mental illness um, and I think that a lot of the problem is that even many therapists the wrong kind of therapists don't even understand yeah. that it's a disease they think it's right a sort of emotional problem
0: exactly and something that people just acquire like for, or just like some diet thing you know it's just it's crazy to it's awful for people to say that when, you know, they're, you know, when I know what it's like to go through it and I know that my sister went through it and my mom and all these, you know, it's just, it's awful when people like, you know, um, use anorexia as an adjective or anything like that. I mean, that's just really awful to hear.
1: How do you, like, I know there's probably quite a bit of diet behavior in schools and things like that. Um, Yeah. How do you manage that? It's really hard in in recovery to to manage just seeing not being triggered by other people's dieting behavior.
0: I think, yeah. So coming to boarding school, I was um, mostly recovered. It's this year I've been the best. You know, I'm definitely a lot better than last year, but I'll keep progressing, you know, forever. Um, But... At my old school when I was really sick, it was such a small school that and we didn't have a cafeteria or anything but there was no one really who participated in things like that or maybe there were that um, people who did diets and stuff but it wasn't a huge school so there wa- weren't that many people you know, that I, like, I knew everyone, and I just don't recall anyone being like that, but at this school, at boarding school, with, um, about 45 girls in my, in my grade, I definitely see issues, and, um, I've told my mom about it, I want, I've, you know, um, I want her to, um, email the headmistress and talk about it, and I've had her talk to some, uh, like, parents of girls at my school, um, because she knows about it and a lot of people don't and it's I got such early treatment and it's just sad when I see people that are suffering and it's obvious when I see people that are like this and it's it's because their parents really just aren't handling it well I mean they're teenagers they they can't do it on their own especially when they're that sick they can't go out and get treatment on their own um and yeah it's just really really hard but I try to deal with it in the best way possible
1: yeah and um so you're at school now what's next for you Emma? um
0: hmm, you mean like as a job a career Yeah.
1: What are, you, what are you looking to do
0: I love music um I would love to do something in the music industry I know that's kind of a typical thing to say like as a teenager but I would really love um to do something like that um yeah I'm in the middle of GCSEs and studying, uh, I'm actually dropping music. Funnily enough, but um, but I I, I want to do something with music in the future, definitely. Yeah.
1: Well, I think um, we've got some really great information there. It'll be it'll be massive for people to be able to hear from somebody that's actually been through FBT and yeah. come out the other side with such a positive opinion of it from the sufferer's mm-hmm. point of view. Is there yeah. anything else that? Um, you you just want to say or you'd like to add or oh,
0: i just love to say you know fbt is the best treatment around and uh parents i know a lot of parents um when their child um starts uh, starts uh, showing eating disorder behaviors they are in incredible denial and that can continue for a long time i mean, i've had personal experience of some of my very good friends um and their parents being in denial about it and then having and the children having to suffer because of it so yeah just start treatment as soon as possible and obviously weight restoration is the first thing to do and I know a lot of people don't think that but it's it's just the truth you know
1: amen to that it absolutely (laughs) yeah thank you so much Emma that
0: was great thank you so much for having me
1: (laughs) Emma was a fabulous young lady to talk to so what did we just learn from that conversation We learned that family based therapy, (FBT) works. We learned that from a sufferer's perspective who'd been through it, who'd been through the tantrums at the time and hating it at the time, has come out of the other side and said, this worked, thank you for doing it. We learned that the family relationships between Emma and her parents were actually strengthened by the process. Sure, it was difficult at the time, but afterwards that young lady has come out and she has so much respect for what her parents did and how they helped her recover from her eating disorder. She's gonna go places. Because her parents put her through family-based therapy, she is now at school, she's taking her GCSEs and her eating disorder is for the most part behind her. It is not going to ruin the rest of her life. It is not going to stop her doing what she wants to do. It's not going to stop her being who she wants to be. And I think that's the main thing to come out of this. Recovery is possible with the right treatment. We have to use family-based therapy to treat eating disorders. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to get in touch with Emma's mum, who... Is somebody that I happen to know and have a great amount of respect for already. Can't wait to record a podcast with her about the parents' perspective on all of this. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm Tabitha Farrar. You can catch me uh, on Twitter. The handle is at love underscore fat underscore. And subscribe to this podcast for more eating disorder recovery resources. Cheers. And until next time, cheerio.